Hi everyone, it's Christina and this is episode 6 of Diva Dialogues. In this episode I talked to a teacher friend named Steph. She has transitioned from being a classroom teacher to a cyber school teacher. Uh, listen in to hear how her transition went uh, because I think she has some great insights to help those of us who have been thrown into the remote learning realm. So let's get started and listen in. So Stephanie, thank you so much for being here with us today on Diva Dialogue. Thanks so much for having me, Chrissy. It's great to talk to you. Absolutely. And with every episode, I always love telling the audience how I meet my guests. <laughs> uh, Stephanie, we went way, way back. back. <laughs> way back. Uh, I met you when you first got your first teaching job, and I was transitioning leaving that school from my first teaching job and we crossed paths I think we were in the same building for one school year yeah I think I was trying to think back and I think we worked together 2004 2005 and I think it was only one year yeah oh my goodness you have the year yet I I can't even go back that that was my very first year of teaching and I taught second grade and yeah that I I remember um you know, just, I I think it was just that one year that we worked together, but I have great memories of that first year. (laughs) Absolutely. And and we've kept in touch ever since and we've crossed paths, you know, with KTI and, and also my dad also teaches fourth grade. So we've had that connection too over the years. So could you briefly tell our audience members your education journey in the field? Sure. So I started at Resica 2004-2005 school year teaching second grade, uh, Resica Elementary's East Strasburg School District. Um, So I taught second grade for four years. I taught fifth grade at Resica for one year. And then I spent my last 10 years in the face-to-face classroom teaching fourth grade. Um, so that was my 15 years of face-to-face, as we call it now, brick and mortar, um, class experience. And then I transitioned into cyber school still within my district. So it's, um, it's still, uh, East Stroudsburg area school district, but it's our cyber program and our K to five program is brand new. This was our first year. Um, we started very small with a small group of kids, um, and, the 6 through 12 program has a couple more years under its belt. So they've been growing steadily and, and having a lot of success. And the K-5 program is brand new. So I stepped into that position um, after just the timing was right. I graduated last May from East Strasburg University with a uh, master's in um, instructional technology. So the timing was kind of perfect to step into this new position and um, kind of build the program as as I went this year, which was totally different than anything I've ever done before. I'm sure because, yeah, especially it being brand new, you, you don't really have um, uh, veteran yeah. teachers there to guide you along the way. Like, you're, yeah, I was, I was, you're setting the yeah, path. I, you know, we have a great um, staff at the cyber building the cyber program. So it's actually a blended school. So the kids come in, our six through 12 kids come in pretty regularly, uh, usually two days a week. They actually come into the cyber school and they are there face-to-face two days a week. Um, And then our K-5 kids come in a little bit less right now. We're hoping to build that up as time goes, but they would come in once a week. Uh, 
one-on-one -on -one for about an hour with me. So even though we were cyber, I still got to meet personally with all my kids pretty much regularly, weekly, on a regular basis. And um, we also did lots of social things. So I had a monthly calendar and my kids would also come in monthly, multiple times a month for different activities in the building. So just to kind of give you a little background about what the what it looked like, it wasn't 100% cyber. Um, it was definitely very blended. A blended yep. model. Wow. This is incredible because I, because I, I've been hearing, actually, I, I just got a message from my superintendent about the options for the next school year. And one of those options was a blended yeah. option, something along the lines of yeah. that. Um, could you speak on um, how that kind of looked in terms of what would you cover in that face-to-face -face time? And then was there a springboard from that into the cyberspace of the classroom? Or was it uh, flipped the other way where they would be prepared uh, online cyber and then would come into the brick and mortar yeah. to expand on that. Could you speak well, yeah, a little that's bit? That's a please? great question. Yeah, so our students K through 12, our cyber students use Edgenuity as their learning platform, their cyber platform. So um, they, it really was, uh, it's so unique because the parents for our K-5 students, our cyber students go into it kind of understanding that they really are, in a sense, homeschooling their kids. Um, and they okay. that's what they're looking for. They want that experience. But they we, we say to them, hey, we'll help you because we'll give you um, the tools that you need. We're going to give you this platform that, you know, has all of the le lessons and um, things, materials that your kids need online and work with workbooks and some supplemental materials. And we'll give you me as the TK5 teacher as a resource. So I would, when I would meet with my kids face to face, I would do a, such a variety of things depending on what that student needed that week. Sometimes it was a remediation lesson. I was monitoring mm -hmm. their progress online with their online lessons all week long. And if I see that they're really struggling with something, and a lot of times the parents would reach out to me and say, hey, you know, we're, we're trying to work through this fractions lesson this week, but I don't, I need help, you know. And so the face-to-face -face time oftentimes was remediation. Um, sometimes it was assessments that we had to do depending on where the kids were within their program. So um, assessments, um, sometimes it was just like, trying to, you know, make sure the parents were comfortable with things. I spent a lot of time, yeah, so the parents yeah. would often stay, you know, if I had an hour appointment with a child, the parent was always welcome to stay. And sometimes it was technology help, you know, I would say to them how yeah. to use Cami or how to use Google, you know, their students' Google Drive or just different things that, um, they, that would enhance their learning at home. So the the face to face time was really valuable, and it was used in lots of different ways. And um, it's one of the things we want to build as the program grows. Um, even before anything happened with COVID, we were looking ahead to next year, hoping to grow that face to face time to bring the kids in even more frequently, and to bring groups of kids in. So maybe like all our third graders could come in at one day, one time for a, a group lesson. So we're really hoping to build the blended part of the program as we go. Mm -hmm. But yeah, the face-to-face -face time was uh, lots of different things. You know, it's um, depending on what the student needed that week, it was really flexible. So just to clarify, you had a group of kids K through five 
not yeah. one grade. Yeah, it was a challenge. Yeah, I, I taught K to five this past year. Um, we had lower and we were we didn't have a lot of kids initially because it was a brand new program. But our enrollment did grow as the year went on. And yeah, I had to I, I mean, I taught fourth grade for so long and, and was so immersed in fourth grade content and curriculum that to go from that to trying to know K through five curriculum was definitely a wow. challenge. I mean, that was one of my biggest challenges of this past year was trying to be immersed in K through five and have, you know, even though a lot of the learning was done at home in a homeschool type setting, I wanted to have my finger on the pulse of like what was happening in each grade level. So um, that, yeah, that was a big challenge. And as we grow, that's going to be, a, you know, a, a challenge. We're going to need, you know, obviously as we grow, we're going to need an increase in staff to um, accommodate yeah. that. But I was able to handle it this past year and, and, and different kids needed different things face-to-face -face depending, depending on their grade level. So my kindergartner, yeah, Absolutely. my kindergartners and I would do a lot of, you know, hands-on like sight words and, you know, um, I would have word walls and different things in my, we had a classroom, I had a classroom in our cyber building that the kids would come to. So and then my fourth and fifth okay. graders, you know, sometimes it was very different. We were doing novel studies and reading books together and, and doing a lot digitally. And so, yeah, it was really all dependent upon what the kids needed when they would come into the building. If you don't mind me asking, how many students were you servicing? So right, right now I have 10 students as of, and so okay. it was man it's manageable and it was we my administrator was always very supportive in in telling me you know it's okay to have low enrollment our first year because we're going to oh, need yes, that to you. learn the, to learn everything and you know and I I had a hard time with that in the beginning because I wanted it to grow and I was so excited but he was definitely right it need we needed to take baby steps and, and crawl before we walked because I needed time to learn ingenuity, learn, just kind of get into a rhythm with how, you know, how things would work and how my face-to-face, -face, uh, you know, appointments would work and kind of just time to really settle into a brand new program. So right now I have 10 students, but across all grade levels, I, the only grade level I don't have right now is I don't have any second graders but I have kindergartners, first graders, third graders, fourth graders, and fifth graders. Wow. So you're like the 21st century <laughs> yeah, schoolhouse. I know. I've actually <laughs> thought that before. Like, it's so funny how technology has almost taken us in a way like full circle. Like we have multiple yeah. grade levels, but just, you know, in a totally different way. Well, yeah, it is, it's really interesting. And it's, it's, you know, um, it's exciting to think about where this will go in the future. Absolutely. Now you, you were mentioning um, ingenuity. Now, is that something that helps establish uh, a learning path for students or do you provide um, online face-to-face -face lessons or can you sure. speak on how that is rolled out? Yeah, sure. So K to five, the Edgenuity program does do a great job of providing. So that that's their online content. So the kids have the kids have online lessons. Um, you know, so they they today might log into their math class and they know exactly like what module, what lesson they need to be working on. Um, and then I support that. So I, if I feel like the kids need additional, like an additional 
you know, instructional video for that lesson. Maybe something wasn't as clear as it should be and I need to kind of jump in and, and help. You know, I can send additional materials. I can I can tweak the lessons within Edgenuity. I can take things out. I can excuse things. I can add my own content if I need to. So I, yeah, so oh, the, nice. the backbone is there. You know, the platform is there. The lessons are there. And then we can kind of, and it's one of the things we're working on for next year is, um, you know, how can... I, I'd like to do some of my own instructional videos that kind of embed into a lot of our lessons so that the kids are starting by seeing my face or hearing my voice or whoever the teacher is, you know, seeing an actual East Child's teacher kind yeah. of introduce some of the lessons. Um, we're trying to add some of that personalizing into it. But Edgenuity has the basic content all there for kids. Um, okay. And we use that K through 12. So our six through 12 kids are using Edgenuity also. And now actually, since the learn from home, all of our six through 12 kids in the entire district are using Edgenuity as their learn from home platform too. Oh, that's nice to know. So, mm -hmm. so it's like a seamless Yeah, it's been transition. great for six through 12. Our, our K to five is doing learn from home a little bit differently, but um, the six through 12 kids, yeah, it was, it was great for them to have that option so that they, you know, it's, we, you know, it's still quality instruction happening. It's, it's, you know, they're, they're still getting what, what they, what they need, the basics of what they need. Okay. Now you mentioned earlier that the families who are doing your cyber school program, they know that they need to support this because they're volunteering mm -hmm. their, their family to be a part of this homeschool cyber schooling. Um, but is there anything else that you do to create um, student motivation, engagement, and accountability, because I know uh, for a lot of classroom teachers who were thrown into yeah. the remote learning, uh, this is not something that parents signed up for, and they're yeah. not very happy, and it is hard because, you know, even with me being a teacher, I had my daughter here at home, and I love being a teacher, but I am it's not a homeschool so, teacher. Yeah. And it's so, so hard. It, it really okay. It is. And I, oh you know, goodness. it's one of the things that I thought a lot about when, when COVID happened and then we jumped into this learn from home because we had to, and there was no choice, but I thought like, this is so hard because I really took months to like really help my parents. Get, yeah. Like I, so I yes. And, wow. and myself, like as a teacher, I mean, it took yeah, me, <laughs> I would say the entire fall. And this is what I say to my, I still have lots of friends who are classroom teachers and I'm always having this conversation. Like a lot of my friends from Resica, a lot of my friends who are out in the classroom, I, I tell them just don't be hard on yourself, you know, don't beat yourself up because it took me the entire fall semester to transition from face-to-face -face teaching, which I did for 15 years, to summer teaching. It took me yeah. literally one whole semester. I, you know, I felt by, by Christmas time, maybe by January, I was kind of in a groove and I was feeling like, okay, I got this a little bit, but it took me the entire first semester to get comfortable making that transition. So any teacher who has been thrown into it within two weeks time, I have so much, you know, admiration for and I just a message to them I'm always saying it to my friends is don't beat yourself up because it took me months to get to that place and parents so to answer yeah. your question parents also um, I would have the same message to them I we do a really uh, pretty thorough orientation where we 
kind of like model a lot of things for parents. I'm, I have helped parents, as much as I help kids now, I also in my new role help parents. So I'm there supporting them, you know, just with whatever they need. And so the parents who all of a sudden had to become homeschool parents within, again, a two week time period, um, you know, don't beat yourself up because it's, it is so hard. And it took, a, it's like something that I've worked months with my parents to get to a point where they're comfortable with it. Absolutely. Speaking on supporting parents, what uh, tips or tools did you find was very helpful for getting parents acclimated in, in using the technology? Yeah. That could be when you were preparing them pre-COVID or even- Yeah, so um, pre-COVID, you know, every family that I had and, um, you know, as I say, I, I currently have 10 kids I'm servicing, so 10 families. Every family I had was like at a different place with their comfortable their comfortability level with technology. So, you know, um, I had some parents who came in and they were like, just, you know, I, I don't even need the Chromebook. I don't need anything. We have everything at home. I know what I'm doing. I know Google. I know I'm, we're good. Um, and then I had yeah. other families who, you know, were at the other end of the, the spectrum and really needed a lot of support with technology. So, you know, one of the biggest things I've found with cyber is getting uh, parents comfortable with, um, you know, live documents. So with Google, you know, if they weren't already comfortable with like working on a Google yeah. doc or, you know, having their kids do a Google slideshow, for example, or, um, you know, even, you know, doing like a Nearpod where, you know, it's like the kids and I are working together on the same, you know, on the same, whatever it might be, same lesson, same presentation. So getting the parents kind of comfortable with, that kind of like live virtual interaction if they weren't already comfortable with that um that's i i helped i think support that a lot and it's one of the biggest things i think that makes cyber school successful is because even when we're apart from each other we can still be working together virtually and so helping parents with that those kinds of technology um pieces i think were helpful but was helpful if that answers okay, your question yeah. and you know um there's so many like little things that i would do to um help parents like even giving them ideas for you know um websites to like supplement if you know if they were doing a science lesson in ingenuity but they needed an additional like video to help with the lesson or i would do lots of little workshops for parents throughout the year to like give them some supplemental resources um, to help them out with finding additional things that might enhance their lessons at home. Yeah, yeah. So how has your cyber schooling changed through the COVID closure? I mean, I mean, obviously you're not seeing yeah. your students anymore face to face, but can you speak to that? How how what you've been doing has changed sure. a bit for you. Yeah, sure. I, I think that's a great question because, you know, a lot of people have said to me, and I, I get why they think this, like, oh, you know, life must not be that different for you now. And and even though my role is different than the brick and mortar teacher, my life ha is very different since COVID um, because yeah. we, 
I wasn't working from home, first of all. I was in a school. I had a classroom. My kids came in pretty regularly. Um, I worked pretty closely with our 612 staff on different things. And, you know, just that that community, that sense of community that we all had as the, you know, East Stroudsburg Area Cyber Academy, you know, that ended on March 13th face-to-face and had to become virtual. So um, as far as my students, I very quickly realized I needed to make like a very structured um, kind of routine calendar, so to speak. So I gave every student a a day and time. Um, And I knew by that point, I knew my students, I knew kind of what days and times worked for them to come in and work with me face to face. So I gave them all a day and time for virtual. So I made a calendar for the month of April, the month of May, and every student had uh, like every Monday at 11 o'clock was, you know, Johnny's virtual lesson with me one-on-one. And I made it very consistent so that gotcha. the parents knew, the kids knew, you know, Monday at 11 is your time. Um, and then I also plugged yeah. in group lessons. So I plugged in, um, you know, my K through second grade students. I don't have any second graders currently. So K to one would meet with me you know, every Tuesday at one o'clock. My third through fifth graders met with me as a group, you know, another day at one o'clock. The whole group met with me. And was every kid always in attendance at every meeting? No, but it actually, it worked really well because it was structured. It was the same every, every week. They knew what to expect. And I actually yeah. had really fairly good attendance um, the months of April and, and so far in May. So, yeah, so I just kind of quickly That's adapted great. my face-to-face lessons to be virtual. And, you know, are we doing the exact same things I would be doing face-to-face, um, you know, in the building? Not always, but it's really funny how, you know, you can, you can still accomplish a lot virtually. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it is. You th- th- That is one thing I've learned through all of this is yes. people have become so creative and you're like, well, yeah. I can't do this, but I can do this. And that's the can do attitude. That is what yeah. is making this keep going as much and as I've, as I've as talked to what amazes me is, is I, like I said, I feel like it took me months to really kind of get a grasp on what I was doing. But now I talk to my friends who are, I was talking to a friend who teaches at Resica and she was telling me what she was doing with her kids in their, in their virtual lesson. And I was thinking, Oh my God, that I never thought of that. I've been, I've been teaching cyber school all year. I never yeah. thought I've I've been picking up ideas from teachers who have just been thrown into this. And I think it's awesome. Like they're so creative and coming up with so many ideas that, you know, that I don't think of it, you know, we're, we're all just kind of helping each other, I guess. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and that is one of my main reasons why of doing this podcast is just to get out there what teachers are doing, because We've been thrown into this, not by choice, and hearing ideas from other teachers and other school leaders is a great way for us to come together as a community and to learn from one another. (laughs) I agree. Yeah, Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I I think I'm always blown away by the creativity and the resilience of, you know, teachers. And I have to say, especially just because it's where my heart is, K-5. I mean, the the way that k5 teachers have taken like their classroom community 
and now made a virtual community and they've done it so, you know, so remarkably well, so. Absolutely. So how are you planning on closing out the school year with your students? Do you have any, any neat uh, virtual cyber activities planned to? Oh, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, thank you for helping. We actually, um, I've been trying, so I don't know, the end of the year just snuck up on me. I don't even know. I don't know how it's Memorial Day right now, Memorial Day weekend. But this past week, I tried to start really looking at like, okay, um, I have a couple like things I have to actually wrap up with the kids academically, but like what fun things can we do? So I don't know. We've been doing like little things like, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of Mystery Doug, science. He's a science guy. Mr. Doug. So yeah. he did a live show, a live science show this past Thursday. So I actually had my kids um, join me virtually and we all watched it together. So I'm trying to do stuff like that just to end the year, like fun, just kind of virtual. Um, you know, we do, we, we have some games planned for this coming week. I have some Nearpod but fun games planned for them. We use Nearpod, Nearpod constantly now. I've, I always use Nearpod, but I use it all the time now. Yes. So they have the time to uh, time to climb. Yeah. So, yeah, so we're gonna oh, do some of those. And uh, you know, of course they love all the, they love Kahoot and quizzes and some of the inter- interactive games. But we're also just gonna gather together um, on the last day of school, which for us is June 2nd. Um, we're all, the, the entire group is, in, is invited to gather together. And one thing I've noticed now since we've been home and we're not doing our in the building meetings, but we're doing these virtual meetings is that the kids sometimes just want to talk to each other, which, you know, makes sense because everyone's so much more isolated. So sometimes Mm -hmm. we just get on these group meetings and the kids just spend the first few minutes talking and sharing. And so that's what I plan on doing on the last day of school. We're going to do just a get together kind of like show and tell sort of day where the kids can share something. We can all kind of wish each other a happy summer and, you know, just gather virtually one last time. Yeah. Yeah. That's really special. That's neat. So how about, how about you? Like, what have you been doing to keep yourself uh, grounded and sane during this closure? Because just as you mentioned before, even though you're a cyber school teacher, this has yeah. changed your routine as well. Like you're not in your building anymore. So what's been helping? Yeah, you this, I mean, I work from home is something else. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Work oh, from yeah. home is, is something I have a love hate relationship with it. Some days I'm okay. Some days I love it. Some days I absolutely despise it. Um, yesterday was one of those days where I like hated every minute of it. Um, it's lonely, you know, it's lonely. So I, um, I do yeah. a lot of yoga. So I, I, that's been helpful. I do yoga at home. Um, I'm outside a lot. So I, I walk or I, since this started, I kind of made it a point to go for a walk or a run every single day. So I've kind of got to that. And then just my, I think my friends and my, you know, my family, my, I have great friends that I work with now and, and from Restica and um, friends, you know, just from different places in life. And my sister lives in London, but we talk a lot virtually where we were walking virtually anyway, which is kind of funny, her and I. Yeah, so I feel like yeah. um, that is what has kept me sane is the connections with with other people. And a lot of my friends Absolutely. are teachers. So that 
connection with other teachers has been so important. I mean, more important now than it ever was before. Yeah, absolutely. That's for sure. What do you think you'll do? Um, actually, maybe soon because yeah, we're both in Pennsylvania and both of our areas yeah. are, are yeah. moving into the yellow phase. I know, um, I know. I guess like, that's that, what but... everyone's saying now. Like, <laughs> what do you feel comfortable doing? What are you going to do? It's like, I don't know. I think I'll just take it really slow, but <laughs> Yeah, yeah like, I'll watch everybody else. Yeah, exactly. But I am excited. I, you know, to when things are quote unquote back to normal, whatever that's going to mean, um, just to like sit in a yeah. coffee shop, you know, my favorite coffee shop, and just, you know, have a cup of coffee with a book. Or I'm kind of an introvert anyway. So, like, just to be out in that kind like still out in public but just with a cup of coffee or you know a, a winer a local winery with a glass yeah. of wine even if I'm by myself just to be like somewhere yes. out you know of my house yeah I'm really excited for that <laughs> yeah <laughs> I hear you on that and, and it, it's so interesting because so far because I always ask that question on, on each episode and everyone's like I just yeah. want be able to yeah. go out of my house and just yeah. meet somewhere. Or right. meet up with somebody. When, this, when this all started, it was yeah, like, I, I was, you know, I love going to the city. It's like one of my favorite things to do. And I was like, I, gosh, I can't wait. Like the first thing I'm going to do is like go spend the day in Manhattan. And now it's like, the, no, the first thing I'm going to do is just like get a cup of coffee and be able to really sit in a coffee shop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, Steph, it has been a true pleasure talking to you. And thank you for sharing your experience because i i'm hoping that the listeners can 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 learn some things from you and your words of wisdom of just give yourself a break take your time is just such a breath of fresh air for all of us to embrace and for offering it for extending this offer to me and and being willing to talk to me because i do feel like um like i said in the beginning cyber school is is something you know kind of new and it's something different it's something a lot of people don't know a lot about and our blended program is really unique so just to get the feeling uh the experience to talk about it and to um you know express some of my feelings about it has really been awesome so thank you so much for the opportunity i really appreciate it Well, that's another episode of Diva Dialogues. For more information about our guests and the resources they shared, please go to theclassroomdigitaldiva.com to the podcast page. If you are in the education field and would like to share how COVID-19 has affected your practice, please fill out a form on the Contact Us page at theclassroomdigitaldiva.com. Thanks again for listening. Be well and stay safe.